Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. Started this twice before. It's like, um, okay. how do we want to start? This is legit. <laughs> our our wonderful listeners, this is legit the third goddamn time we've done this. But I need you all to know that we're fucking dedicated. <laughs> we don't give the fuck up. No. We make it work. Um so <clears throat> we this is episode 19. <laughs> yes. It is <laughs> okay. We can do this. This is fire magic. <laughs> is that why it feels so heated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, I said, "What did I say last time?" Was is that a burning sensation in your pants? <laughs> Happy to talk about fire magic. <laughs> well, we're go- we're talking about it three goddamn times. <laughs> Actually, I would say no episode this week if we went through the whole thing and it did not work. <laughs> But we only got like five minutes in, so yeah. Um, here is the <laughs> third time we're reading these names, yes, um, from our lovely patrons. Um, so before we start, we're gonna read those and our haints. Uh, we have Tori, Tamara, Rachel the Pickety Witch, Corey and Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, Joanne, Aaron, Melissa D, Cindy Brandon of Keeping Her Keys. Dakota, Chris of Pagan Ironworks, Starfriend, Ashley, and Amanda. And on the poltergeist level, we have Temple, Luna, Melissa S., Heather, Aviel, Jessica, Sydney, Tiffany, Stephen, Zach, Katie, The Church Grim, Lilith, Renee, Stephanie, Emily. And then we have our super special category of Phalian for an undisclosed <laughs> amount and an undisclosed location. That is Brett. <laughs> who she had gotta to be, be extra. <laughs> right. But we're so glad that you were. Thank you so much for your support. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go over these tiers one more time. So for a dollar and up, you get access to all of our show notes, our bonus episodes, mm-hmm. um, pictures we post of like places we went because we did a thing with that. And yes, for five dollars and up, you get a decal. You get all that bonus material and you get the shout outs and then for ten dollars you get all of that good stuff plus that monthly tarot reading from cricket from me um sorry if you're getting a lot of um towers uh, it's been a lot of reversed cards for the past couple of month, months well i mean look at what's going on true that true that um, I think I, it was really funny. I think somebody got uh, the hermit in reverse and it's like, yeah, I know you really want to go outside, but you really got to keep bunkering down. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, with fire magic. Yeah. Um, whew, okay. What did I say <laughs> the last two times? Oh, I didn't really realize how much went into elemental magic off the top. When you said fire magic, I'm like, okay, Beltane, that's cool. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like candles and lighting stuff on fire. 
but I didn't realize um, just kind of everything that it probably entailed and mm -hmm. every different way you could look at it. So um, mm -hmm. you're a fire sign. <laughs> yes. You like fire? <laughs> Uh, a lot. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons I actually became pagan is because I probably like fire a little bit too much. Uh, so I was always, you know, hoarding candles and incense and and uh, things of that nature in my room as a as a preteen. Um, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's um. Fuck, my, I feel like what I said last time was so fucking good. Now I have, I'm just fucking brain dead. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe maybe it is because I'm a fire sign, but I feel very connected to fire. And not just in the, in the you know, I, I like to set things on fire thing, because I think that's definitely part of it. But um, I feel like it's very evocative of all of the things that I... I feel like encompass me a lot. Um, I mean, if we look at it from, you know, a witchcraft perspective, it's symbolic of, you know, rebirth and transformation. It's creative, but it's also destructive. It's, and, and there's growth and renewal in that. I mean, um, look at the way we talk about, you know, forest fires and things like that. And there are actually, you know, some kinds of seeds that only germinate and sprout, you know, if they've been exposed to really, really high temperature. There's that. It's an innovator of technology. I mean, we would not have the things that we have today um, without our innovations with, you know, being able to work with, with glass and turn sand into glass. Um, if we were not able to control fire, we wouldn't have the beautiful, you know, cave paintings that are dotted all around the world if it weren't for the fire that made exploring those caves possible we we wouldn't be able to have the delicious food that we have you know even though i think that a lot of people tend to equate you know um kitchen magic and hearth magic more with with earth signs i think it's it's a really good balance of earth and fire um yeah yeah and i just i don't know there's a there's a I think there's a, a, a word of warning, you know, when it comes to working with fire, but it's hot. It'll burn you. Yeah. You know, you send your arm hair off. I've done that a couple of times, you know, it's fire hot and fire hot. <laughs> My rituals usually smell like burning hair. Something catches on fire. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of really good magic there. That's to be, you know, if you can find a way to respect it and harness it, 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 it does, it does good things, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, um, it's really good for like banishing, renewal, cleansing, mm -hmm. um, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, I used to think, oh, it's just fire magic is like burning the candle or, but then I realized, you know, I do put in a lot of practice, like, for Sabbaths, when I leave offerings, usually on Samhain, mm -hmm. um, I burn my offerings. And then as far as like not work, um, I usually burn that because most of the time the not work I do is hexing or mm -hmm. cruising. And when you burn it or bury it, which I do both, um, mm -hmm. pretty much makes it irreversible it's kind of advised not to do that if you ever wanted to undo the knots, but it's like, I got to this point where I felt necessary. I'm not 
I'm showing my intent. I'm not backing down. I'm not going to reverse this. I'm not even going to give anybody the option to reverse this. It's done. Mm -hmm. And then I bury the ashes and usually offer them. So yeah, I usually don't do witchcraft unless I'm pretty committed to this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never done a spell that's been like, eh, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never really do that. I have a, I have a specific goal and, and that goal is going to be met, you know, and it's something that I've, if I've gotten up to the point where I feel that I need to work some magic about it, it's something that's pretty, pretty big deal, you know? So I, I there's... I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of backtracking for me. You know, once I've made up my mind, I don't know, maybe that's an Aries thing, but once I've made up my mind, <laughs> Burn it down. I, I'm, I'm pretty much going to stick with that, you know? Um, and that's not to say it, like, it, that makes me sound terrible. Like I'm not open to new information, but I don't know. It's if I've, if I've decided to do a spell, I've done a lot of meditation on it, you know? Right. And I've made sure that my intentions are very clear and I'm not one to really go back on that. You know, once you've kind of gotten me to that point, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. You, you made this bed. So I'm going to, I'm going to tuck you in. <laughs> and um, since I don't think that we mentioned it, this is, ep- is this episode 19? Um, but I we, think so. <laughs> we were, we were doing this for Beltane related mm-hmm. Because fire is all about, Beltane's all about fire. Yeah, Um, it's one of the big four fire festivals, right? Yes. And then, you know, we were making connections to like Hecate and her torches. And just, you know, I was saying how I don't like the sun. Um, But (laughs) the sun can be cleansing for items. Um, Just like Mm -hmm. we cleanse or charge um, stuff in the moon. I've never Mm -hmm. cleansed or charged anything in the sun, I don't think. Um, I mean, you can, I tend to, if I do something like that, it's got to be something that can actually take the sun because when you put like fabrics or even stones and things like that, you know, out into the sun for an increased period of time, like I see a lot of people who put like amethysts and things like that out in their gardens and that's fine, but just be aware that that amethyst is going to lose a lot of its like purple color from being in the sun for too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that like, usually moonlight's not going to fuck anything up, but. Typically. Um, but <laughs> it I just can't. makes me feel a little bit scatterbrained and crazy. Well, yeah. Oh, but... that's why I'm fucking freaking out. It's a full moon tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as sun magic, it gives you melanoma. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm not a big sun person. I haven't used a lot of anything with the sun. So mm-hmm. I can't really talk about that. But it is made of hot fire stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I have to say, if I go without the sun for too long, I do, you know, get that, like, seasonal affective disorder, depression type thing. Like, I need, I need some sunlight. I need some vitamin D. I need the vitamin D. Um, whereas maybe it's the organ blood in me but when I walk outside and it's like overcast I'm like today's a good day this is nice weather I have to I don't know my mood is so like changeable about that you know what I mean like I love stormy weather I think best of all um so and I can't have that unless you know there's some sunlight making some heat you know and causing some some um 
changes in temperature. So I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. And and what I had said, like, I, first off, hopefully this in, sounds good after everything's said and done. Um, we're trying this on Zoom and we appreciate you um, hanging in there with some technical difficulties mm-hmm. <laughs> here and there in our episodes, <laughs> like when they sound a little like cut off and things like that, we're having to record over the internet <laughs> or yeah. whatever and we're not used to it so yeah and this is a brand new platform for us we're not familiar with right. zoom but we, we don't want, we don't want you to be like wow they really they've gone downhill their quality has <laughs> gone down <laughs> no, um, it will go back to normal um we promise but, uh this is a good feature to get used to using for other things but mm-hmm. so my thing was okay back in the day um when man discovered fire, it was kind of a game changer because mm-hmm. fire allowed you to cook things properly. Mm-hmm. You're avoiding disease that way. You're keeping, mm-hmm. you've got warmth. You've got- And a lot of times you're able to like dry things out too, like jerkies and things like that so that, yeah. you know, food will last longer. Yeah. The jerky was what really, <laughs> no, but right. <laughs> because, you know, pr- preservation, I mean, mm-hmm. you pretty much had to eat it, but then you've got safety because animals don't like to be around fire so mm-hmm. you know if you're out there in a windigos in the woods it might <laughs> be way if you have a nice fire but i think there's probably something tied from a very primal aspect um mm-hmm. as well and that relationship with fire um from mm-hmm. the, from early on and so i think that's an interesting thing to think about too is like there's something so captivating if you've ever stared into a fire which you should Yes. Um, There's a whole different kind of scrying. We'll do another episode on that. <laughs> right. But there is divination forms you can do with fire. Mm-hmm. Um, There's lots of folklore and stuff like that about, you know, the way that fire behaves in, you know, a hearth of a home somewhere, you know, and, um, you know, if it, a spark leaps out or something like that onto the, you know, the hearthstones in front of the fireplace, you know, that was evocative that, you know, um, a visitor is coming. And, um, you know, if I think you stir the coals or something like that in the bottom and it, and you think about someone and it kind of springs back to life or something like that, that the feelings are mutual, like the feelings are returned or something. Um, like there's all kinds of folklore and stuff like that because fire was so essential. It, it kept us warm, it protected us, it fed us. I mean, there's something about, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but there's something about the smell of a fire that- Oh, it's is, so good. It's so good. Like it's, it's one of the like best, you know, take a really deep breath and just fill your whole lungs kind of things. And it's just so comforting. And, and it's exactly like you said, it's almost, you know, embedded in our DNA, you know, something very primal about it. That just is. And maybe is that's nice. part of why it, it brings, cause there's a lot of people that like sitting around a fire. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that bring, like, that's where this comfort and like the, you know, it's just one of those things that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes it means a sense of community too, especially yeah. down here in the South. That was a big thing. People would have bonfires and stuff like that out in their, <laughs> their uh, great big old, you know, uh, properties out in the middle of nowhere. 
and invite all these people over and they would drink and dance and play music and have a good time. And I mean, we've been doing that for centuries, centuries, you know? Yeah. And um, so I like that um, you put in here that fire is both creative and destructive. Mm -hmm. And we can get into that too about with your magic, how fire is a good way to like banish, but it's also a good way to cleanse and release. Mm -hmm. Because you're you're also kind of, I think when you burn something, you you might have the ashes behind, but it's also that intention. T- intention seems to kind of release with the smoke, which you can mm-hmm. also divinate smoke. And usually, what's left behind is pure carbon. You are you are boiling it down to its literal like pure essence of just carbon. You know? Yeah. Like it's. I love that. I love that. Now for me, like I, I keep thinking of the torches of Hecate mm-hmm. as like a, a guiding force. Mm-hmm. And that changes a lot when you talk about back then with fire and being um, the source of light, pre-electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, you were either in complete darkness or you had fire to light your way. Or the moon. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I, mean, um, I, I mean, before fire, we were pretty much reliant upon moonlight i like how you kind of said um how air oxygen and air fuels fire Mm -hmm. as far as like magical properties and i think it kind of goes hand in hand because you know when you talk about burning incense or doing like a um, sage bundle or an herb bundle and you're burning it and Mm -hmm. using that to the smoke, people say, oh, well, that's like, you know, the incense and stuff, that's a sign for air. But it's also, I mean, there's a reason it's burning, <laughs> creating smoke. Yes, um, definitely. And it's one of those things, like when you're first trying to start a fire and, you know, you're you're trying to feed it with the kindling and you have to blow just a little bit of air to kind of feed it a little bit of oxygen and really get it to, you know, ignite. So I think that there's something to be said there, even if we look into, you know, lightning. I, th- I think that that's very evocative of both air and fire. I think they're very uh, intrinsically linked, you know. They're a little bit inseparable. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, I mean, the first thing that's going to kill a fire is the removal of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, yeah. how, that's how it works. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that, you know, water works to put out a fire because it smothers it so completely, you know? But then, like, we even talked about metalsmithing. There's been a long relationship with fire. So with Beltane uh, and fire festivals, and what I was getting at with, like, Hecate and fire and, light, like, lighting the way in the darkness, it was one of those things that was uh, revered for all it offered and could do as a protector as um, safety, as mm-hmm. warmth, as, you know, a resource. So I can see why they were, and then bringing about the sun in the summer and all that. Like I can see why fire was, is still revered as it was then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, there's just, uh, I, I, again, I keep coming to that like primal sense and, you know, it's, it's so intrinsically linked with, I think, more than we realize, you know, I mean, it's the reason we have most of the things that we have in our home today is because we have found a way to harness heat or fire or that energy in order to be able to create it, you know? Um, Right. Even just to like purify water by boiling mm -hmm. it. Yeah. To make Um, it um, potable. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, it was also a game changer. So mm-hmm. you've got clay and pottery. And it was also the advent of fire was one of the times that we really got to, you know, sit down and really plan things out. You know, we were able to use it to clear whole fields so that we could start, you know, stop being like hunter gatherers and we could start becoming, you know, agriculturally aware. And we had the tools in order to be able to work the land. And that gave us more time to devote to practices like witchcraft, you know, so, and, and art and philosophy and science and study the stars, all of those things. So yeah, you can use, so it's like pottery, you use water and you use earth, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean much until you fire it. Mm -hmm. And then it actually becomes usable. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, I don't know, seeing pottery, it's kind of a combination of so many elements. I mean, you've got the air for the fire it's actually a really nice, you know, thing. And I'm, I've always drawn to like handmade pottery and stuff. Me too. Yeah. Um, I also like to work with glass and metal a lot. I know that a lot of people don't like to work with metal because it, you know, of the um, connotations that it sort of wards off the fae. But I really like using glass because it is so evocative of every element. You know what I mean? There's, there's, air being blown into it there's the actual earth of the sand um in some processes it's actually being you know like cooled by you know water and things like that like it's well and the sand wouldn't even exist without the earth being affected by water yeah that's true too so i mean it's so it's a perfect little like and then you have the spirit element of man being able to take that into mold it into some kind of container you know or a piece of art so i i really like being able to use glass and things like that uh in yeah. my practice i think i think that's one of the witch- reasons witches are so like attracted to jars because i don't know if you guys are this way but i save all of my glass jars and stuff like that and half of them i put you know leftovers and things in yeah. and then half of them i put witchcraft shit in right. so <laughs> when there's you know jars. some little like herb incense blend I've made or you know I need a curse jar or a honey jar or whatever fucking give that witch a jar (laughs) which just loves jars I think it's more effective than a lot of people think I think a lot of times when people are working with fire they just expect it to be the flame of the candle or you know um the the thing you use to light the incense and there's so much more that's touched and affected by fire on your altar in your practice in your daily life and i think a lot of us take the time to realize you know right you really have to attribute it to almost all of the tools you have i mean if you have a a cup Mm -hmm. that you use for to water it's okay well what is the cup made of glass pottery Mm-hmm. Is it ceramic? Metal. Is it metal? Mm-hmm. Uh, your athame was, if it's made out of metal, mm-hmm. was obviously touched by fire. Your incense and candles that you burn for air obviously have hold fire. You know, if you look at earth, I mean, what's at the core? <laughs> you know, hell's down there. And hell is, I heard, had some fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when when us witches get to hell, we'll know what to do with all that fire. Oh, hell Yeah. What are some of your, I know you talked about using glass and mm-hmm. working with metal, but what are some of your favorite activities to do with fire um, that Ooh. aren't arson? That aren't arson? 
Mm, that narrows it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I really agree with you about burning like spell components and things like that. Um, I also love the, uh, the act of burning incense. There's something about that that always makes the entire room feel a little bit different and, and change the atmosphere and makes it feel more like a sacred space. Um, whether it's, you know, me lighting a charcoal and, um, you know, using a, an incense blend that somebody made for me or I made for myself, or um, even if it's just the little cheap incense sticks you get at the gas station. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love burning spell components and things like that for, you know, either as an offering or even to, you know, finalize magic, to energize magic. Um, you know, I, I, there's a, an old superstition about writing, you know, wishes on bay leaves and burning them and the, the act of burning them sends your wishes into the air, you know? Um, yeah. It's like that release. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, because I'm an artist too, you know, there's a lot of activities that don't necessarily like involve actual fire that I would consider to be incredibly fire characteristic. Like, um, I think I've talked before how I, you know, sometimes in ritual I will use like ecstatic dance. Um, and I think that sort of spark of creativity, the motion, the movement is very evocative of fire. I, yeah. um, you know, even in the tarot itself, you know, creativity, the spark of life, you know, uh, enlightenment, a lot of that is um, emotion uh, as far as like, you know, passion and things like that are, you know, represented by the wands who are, you know, uh, characteristically like associated with fire. So, um, that's a that's a huge thing. Um, sex magic, I would definitely say, uh, especially since you know it's so close to Beltane and stuff. I think that's a, a great correlation to just that sort of spark of life, spark of creativity. Yeah, um, if, you're, if you're fucking and it's burning, you're doing it right for Beltane. <laughs> you know, for Beltane, you probably are. Um, you're running between the two bale fires. It's fine. Um, the official <laughs> statement from Cursed Podcast is. <laughs> If it burns, it, you're doing it right. <laughs> no, you need more lube, baby. <laughs> or, um, um. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, there's there's so much there that I think is is really creative. Um, one of the most evocative experiences that I've had with fire in ritual was actually, I think, sometime late last year. And I went upstairs and I was in ritual with Hecate in front of my altar. And there is a song by Curly that I actually really love. And I knew it was an invocation to fire, but I played it or I put it on a playlist to be played. Um, I also have, you know, some stuff from She Scotia and, you know, other artists and things like that because I love using music and ritual. Mm -hmm. And um, I, this song came on during the middle of my meditation and I had actually done a little bit of um, like smoking beforehand just to sort of like bring that energy into me and really sort of 
connect me to that like elemental part of things because there's so much there that is inherently magical I think and this song came on and I was in the middle of you know meditation and I just sort of I had done you know the ecstatic dance and everything and I had sort of entered this meditative state and all of the sudden you know there was a snake who appeared to me two like black snakes and they actually entered my body and they actually set me aflame from the inside and all of a sudden I was surrounded by flames I was not afraid it didn't hurt it was it was a it was a release and you know I could see the old parts of myself the old shell that didn't serve me anymore sort of turn white and crack like, open and break away like a snake skin yeah almost um or like a log when it's on the fire you know and the fire sort of goes oh, inside yeah. and it does that you know carbon ash thing on the outside and that sort of just falls away it was one of the most powerful experiences and i've actually i've put the song in the show notes too um because i had such an experience and i it's it's actually in estonian so I didn't really know what it said. I just looked it up to to know that it was like an invocation of fire. But there's yeah. a lot of like invoking of the fire and um, this cleansing, you know, energy to it that I think so, is absolutely beautiful. And I had no idea. <laughs> I used to listen to her like back in Way early back. 2000s. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realize she was still doing stuff. And you had sent me some things and I was like, oh. But um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good links in your notes of like history and different ceremonies and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. You can get those on Patreon. <laughs> um, because we there's so much links and so much record, um, recording notes we have that we can't add into the recording mm-hmm. or don't touch on that Cricket does a good job with. Thank you. Um, they don't come from me. Um, <laughs> well, like one of my favorite things is, it's funny, I don't call myself somebody who does a lot of candle magic, even though I usually involve a candle um, at some point. If I'm doing an offering or sometimes I'll carve like with a hawthorn thorn or a needle, I'll carve or a knife, I'll carve either an intent, a word, a name or something into the candle, anoint it with oil and then... Mm-hmm put herbs and shit on it which it will fucking burn quicker than your normal candle that way yes it Um, will so watch it always do that and there's like there's people that say kind of if your candle continues to burn until it's burned out then the spell was successful if it goes out before it wasn't i don't prescribe to that but i do like to watch it burn to completion and then if i do Mm -hmm. not have time to do that i will put it out if i don't have it anywhere safe to burn Mm -hmm. um if it's a quiet night i pop out and check on it and it's on the concrete if it's windy i don't bother but when i put it out i will offer it then even if three-fourths of the candle is left to almost all of it Mm -hmm. if i'm ready to put it out then i will offer it then i don't save it and i you know because i feel like that candle was done in that ritual i i don't personally prescribe to the if it goes out during the spell it means it didn't work because i mean Mm -hmm. I do a lot of my stuff outside and it's just natural for it to go out because the yeah. wind's blowing. And yeah. 
If we went by that logic, every spell would be unsuccessful. And that's right. just, yeah. And it's fine to keep lighting it, but I've used fire to divinate. Like I said before, I don't think I said in this third attempt was <laughs> when I was younger, this was the same book I've talked about connecting with Ava before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I'll have to talk to Alex. He's He knows the title too. He bought it. It's like, I don't know, some book about seven ways to enhance your, it's not Matt Orrin's book. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like uh, telekinesis and blah, 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 and all this. So there's like ways on how to, you know, move stuff with your mind. Like, it, it sounds ridiculous, but like, it's all very scientific. Um, so, <laughs> so one of the things it did was talk about like trying to connect to the others and mm-hmm. I didn't call it scrying, but or divination, but it was like, look into a candle and kind of focus on it, see if it gives you messages, blah, blah, blah. And then it might've called it scrying, but it did the same thing with the black dot on the paper and mm-hmm. that opened the door. But I mean, so I'm, with me and Ava, it's communication, but as mm-hmm. far as like fire, I've experienced it in that sense where I said before I've burned a knot or a paper or someone's name, I've had a spell go on and then Sometimes I burn it and then bury the ashes. Sometimes I just bury it. But mm-hmm. there's a completion and a letting go. And so I think you can like write down stuff and just kind of like burn it. I mean, it could be the things you want to happen. Um, aspirations, goals, spell work, uh, release Even it. Into, vanishing. Yeah. Yeah. Or the opposite, things you want to let go and get off of you. You can cleanse yourself with smoke from Mm -hmm. herbs or incense it's so versatile and that's why i said it was kind of like me stopping and thinking oh i do use fire more than i think about it and Mm -hmm. you know you you mentioning uh glass made me think about well fuck everything's touching fire and when you mentioned Mm -hmm. pottery and i think i'm not saying that we're some kind of trailblazer because we're not (laughs) but i mean that's what we wanted to do with this episode is the stuff that we think about and bounce ideas off each other with you guys and we want to hear your ideas too um but it's not just start a fire and here's your recipe it's it's like approaching it with that thought and that kind of getting to know the element Mm -hmm. and working with it and someone like alex who works with bridget Mm -hmm. uses fire a lot yeah and She's a big one for Beltane. Uh, Hecate's mm-hmm. related to fire. And then you've got, you know, um, fire was a gift from Prometheus. Yes. Mythology. Yeah. And, and that's know. something I ran into with my research too, is that there's so many different myths that talk about some kind of God or, um, you know, uh, divine creature that actually gave humans fire. And there's this sort of element to they stole it from here and brought it to the humans. Um, was it aliens? It was aliens. <laughs> it was totally aliens. It's echoed in, there's a Hindu text known as uh, the Rig Veda. Um, and the hero actually stole fire that had been hidden away from the eyes of man. So there's so much there that talks about how you know, fire is this gift and it really, you know, changed humanity, even within our own myths, you know, and, and really gave us the way of life that we know now, you know, so. Yeah. And then Odin's in here. So, I mean, fire has mm-hmm. always been this like 
the, the idea of the the sacred fire the right. the spark of life yeah absolutely it's called heartburn um <laughs> and yeah, i had pizza for dinner for so <laughs> i feel real special but you, you've got like the sacred heart um tamara is big on that that imagery of yes. either the virgin mary or jesus or whatever but they've got you know the fiery heart mm -hmm. forgive me because i don't know all that goes into that except jesus ate something spicy <laughs> and um some, some rollades <laughs> but speaking of eating things spicy i like these herbs that you've included that mm -hmm. could work because this is like we're trying to think outside of your firebox like mm -hmm. fire doesn't just have to be fire it can be things that represent fire mm -hmm. so one of the things that uh i read was that anything that is like spicy or causes you know heat or um, some kind of stinging, prickly sensation <laughs> is equated with fire. And I mean, that makes sense because fire burns, you know? So, and then of course there's things like um, tobacco, uh, which is totally, you know, equated Cool and fire. delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't smoke children. No, in that same vein, we also have red poppy. You know, we even use fire when we do things like make teas. A principle within like Vedic tradition uh, that talks about um, kapha, vata, and pitta, which is like the balancing of like the elements. And I was always very like fiery, <laughs> even in that too. So that might be interesting too, to go and check out uh, your like Vedic type um, and, and see how you can sort of balance those elements and bring some, if you have trouble, you know, connecting to fire or air or whatever. Number one, I would say, look at your astrological chart and see how many like fire signs that are in fire you have see how many signs that are in water you have and sort of do a running tally and see um if you're balanced there um yeah i need then, to do that yeah Still. so and then not only that but i would go and i would see if you can you know i i took a test i think a few years ago um, I probably should take it again. Um, but it really, you know, it was like, you, you have got way too much fire and way too much air. You need to calm it down have some earth and water. Like, and, and that makes sense to me. That makes a lot it's of sense. Calm down. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, it, and it's it, because I think, especially with fire, too much of, of something is, is not a good thing. So it's it's really important to, you know, keep that fire in control and maintain that balance. But I, I always thought that that was really interesting that, you know, um, I had done my astrological chart and I have, you know, a lot of fire and a lot of air and that, you know, even in this completely different, you know, um, mindset about, you know, elements within the body, you know, I was even still fire and air there too. So. Right. Well, and like, I don't know, I might have a bunch of fire and I don't even know it. You and might. I, I know I have an abundance of like anxiety. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what element that is, but it's very present. Uh, um, uh, I think it's called being, being a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we've seen a few things. We've um, seen a few things. <laughs> we've been through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we talked about fire. One of my favorite mm-hmm. things, <laughs> no shit, right? No, so we talked about divinating with fire and look, looking into the flames. But one of my favorite things to do is when the fire has died down and you're like letting it, you know, wear itself out, mm-hmm. is watching like the dance and the embers and the coal. Mm-hmm. And I will zone the fuck out. I go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Same. Um, you just, you're in this other world and yeah. it's like, oh, fuck. And I mean, I like watching fire dance and all that, but mm-hmm. there's, God, there's something about watching those embers, just that bright red. And there's so much heat there, but it looks like there's a whole other world inside and I'm just going to crawl in. Are um, you hearing that? Hearing what? The thunder? No. No? Okay. I mean, it's- I'm hearing it here. It's really loud, and it's it's actually really really long too. It's interesting. All right, Garth Brooks. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just find it really like. I'm trying to talk about a ring of fire, and you're talking I'm about. Sorry. Some, you're I'm sorry. I'm talking about the kind of rules. <laughs> and the lightning strikes. <laughs> um, the other thing that I did, and not very well, but I did have try hand in. I haven't done it in a while. Is fire eating? Um, we have some amazing listeners and mm. friends that do it so much better than us but um so <laughs> like see, you, I've never I've never done that but I've always wanted to yeah Alyssa who's a patron as well she mm-hmm. taught us and um Tori's always done it better than me uh mm. Alyssa I know uh Shayla mm-hmm. does Draven, it um, yeah it's just, it's really cool. And we would always do it on Halloween and people would be like, oh fuck, they're out here doing it again. <laughs> it's all fun and games. Like everyone wants to come to your house to get candy and look at, play with fire, but then they get close and they're like, why is there like an upside down cross on your head? Um, <laughs> so like, um, but yeah, everybody likes the witch's house on Halloween. Oh, absolutely. Which leads me into the other thing, which it might sound like um, uh, going all over the place, but um, Beltane is the most recent, but Sawin is centered around like bonfires, and mm-hmm. I think it's important to to remember like the like the devil's Sabbath and all the flying. Mm-hmm. It's like they gathered around a fire, yeah, and they danced around the fire. Um, and it's actually traditional too that all fires would actually be extinguished on Sawin and on Beltane, and would be relit from the bonfires that were created for Samhain and Beltane. So they would take this pure fire into their homes and light their homes and keep it aflame for six months until the next transition um, into either from um, spring into summer or um, fall into winter. So, you know, that sort of bookend changing you know, like totally resetting the whole energy. You know what right. I mean? And, and I, one and, yeah. thing that um, we always did with you, and you talk about Yule and Yule logs and burning those. Mm-hmm. The thing we did with Solon was we'd always take ashes from that fire. Mm-hmm. And then the next year we'd use that um, when we started the fire, we put that in. So it was like a reoccurring mm-hmm. um, thing. And then after that one's done, you take that, which you know, in secession would have that, would be a part of the last year's fire and then this fire and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost so, like you're, you're creating like a, um, a starter, like for bread dough, you know what I mean? For like a sourdough. Yeah, and but with, 
there's always a little bit of that original one in there with it. Right. So that's one of that's one of the things, um, and it's always fun to watch like certain things burn. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll offer. Um, it's a little bit. If you want to be pagan, you really got to be a little bit of a pyro. <laughs> <laughs> some men just want to watch the world burn. I but guess like, I have some men. <laughs> in the general term. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna mansplain fire. <laughs> It's oh, hot. Please, please we've, had a, we've had enough <laughs> mansplaining. I don't need any more. <laughs> you won't get it from me. I don't know what to explain. So I would like offer like eggs and stuff and then you just watch those burn and uh, little gourds and pumpkins and garlic and mm-hmm. salmon. And it's like, oh yeah, this is crackling nicely. <laughs> and things hiss, but it just, and it, it'll hit something different and it comes alive. And I think there's something next time if you're in an area you can and it's safe Mm. next time you want to like do an offering like maybe start a little fire Mm -hmm. um, and then put your offering in there and see because it it just can be it's like reactive and it's almost when I bury something it's like I feel a connection and I feel a reason and I'm giving it to Hecate and the ground and stuff but Mm -hmm. when I burn my offerings which I also feel are very appropriate to offer to her as well absolutely yeah but it's it's almost it's like more interactive to me Mm-hmm. because the fire reacts to what you put to it mm-hmm. and it's it just feels sacred and it's like it's consumed you can actively see it consume which I guess you could when you bury or drop something in water but you see it like consume and then be released and it's not as instantaneous as it is with fire or fun yeah more fun yeah to burn and I, think, I think that's one of the things about fire is it's a little bit dangerous but it's but it's fun it's playful it's energetic it's creative it's passionate it's this fire is so playful i mean look at it dancing on my arm don't you play don't you want to play with fire just a little bit just a little bit obviously we all do <laughs> um so candles incense herbs spicy things these are all ways to use fire in your craft mm-hmm and honestly, after talking about it and looking at the notes and like, I, I'm definitely approaching it different. Like I see it differently. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, even the moon is lit from the sun and the sun's fire and the moon's cold yeah. night fire. What, like, what? <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, fire is, fire isn't everything. Fire good. Fire good. So is there anything else that you have? I mean, I don't really. Um, I mean, we could sit here and list, you know, all kinds of different gods and, and how they're connected to fire and stuff like that. But I think the fire is starting to dwindle down, starting to burn itself yeah. out, you know. Right. We would say that these are good ways to use fire, but there are certainly plenty of other ways. If you have any, mm-hmm. you can send us some. Um, I did have a correction from I believe it was the Wendigo episode. Okay. Might have been the bonus one. But okay. I was told that it wasn't Regina, that it was Regina. Uh, okay. The one location. So it's more like the Queen of England. Um her reignal name, they call her like something something Regina. Like it's a it's a I get it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. um Watch the Crown. They you'll get it. Also <laughs> I'm hearing a lot about Raynal and Regina's, and um, <laughs> we wanted to make that correction, but I don't remember. It might have been on the bonus. 
Anyway, hard to believe it. We are fallible. A little um, bit. We can't read always good. Well, <laughs> we don't. Especially al- when we're having to struggle to read the article itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but those articles could have been a lot more disturbing. So yes, um, I'm glad that that's the only correction we've had so far. Yeah. Um, and didn't fuck up anything else. But we need to. God, what could we use as a bonus for this? I don't know, man. Um, let's just post the uh, first two attempts. <laughs> have fun deciphering this. Good uh, luck. <laughs> I don't have any stories about fire. I used to... I kind of told mine. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. Um, uh, we used to spray Lysol on our pants and then jump in the campfire and, then, <laughs> and it would burn off of our pant leg. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. But I mean, um, like, that's a weird, that's a really weird, dumbass, sorry, version of, you know, like the, the, like the fire jumping and stuff like that, that people do at Beltane. So I don't know. No, that has meaning. We were just. <laughs> <laughs> you were just being assholes. Right. Um, <laughs> do not equate the two. Um, but yeah, then you have walking on coal, which there's some science behind walking on hot coals and not being burned. And then there's some where it's like, it's all about um, the headspace and stuff. So there's a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff there. Maybe we'll find a cool fire story or yeah. talk about a weird happening involving fire. Yeah. Um, we'll come up with something. One thing that I've always found really cool is like the different ways, like certain elements and, and whatnot will like burn off in fire and cause like different colors and whatnot. Yeah. Like, like you buy those little powders and stuff and like change it different colors. Yeah, like green or um, blue, blue or purple. I used to have one of those like butane lighters that um, you could get like at gas stations back at like early 2000s. And mm-hmm. they had like that little bead of, it was copper or something. And like once the fire, it started warming, it would turn like green or something. It was like. Oh, that's fucking cool. No, but we bought some of those little powders. We went um, camping up in the mountains for my birthday a few years ago. And um, it several actually it was quite a few years ago now um and um we had a little fire out in the back where we you know did like the hot dogs and marshmallows thing and we're out here in the middle of the woods you know in the mountains and we bought this powder that's i think it's it's probably a lot of like copper and aluminum and whatnot to sort of change the colors but it went like it turned it like that blue green sort of color and it just it was so cool to be just bathed in this green light in the middle of nowhere in the woods yeah that's some like fucking game of thrones shit it was fucking dope man like Um, i fucking loved it everybody like i went this week to play with fire yeah and not only that, but a lot of us are in the Northern Hemisphere are coming into like thunderstorm season and stuff like that too. So that's, I consider that to be pretty like good fire energy too. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, I can feel a storm coming and I'll like start to get a little bit anxious and I'll have more energy and I'm like, I just need to go. I'll just, I just need to go and I'll find excuses to like get out of the house. And then it starts pouring down rain because it's a fucking storm. Um, and I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah that's a that's a really good thing too i love doing storm magic and that's so evocative of fire too so well you think a li- uh, lightning and can start fires when it strikes 
mm-hmm. things. Um, and then you've got water, wind. Mm-hmm. Storms are really um, <clears throat> a good time, which we've talked about, but maybe we'll get an episode in where it's just about weather magic. That would be cool. We could do that. Word. Word. Um, so what do we have coming up other than um, our next episode, which we already know who that's going to be about? Um, yep. Uh, well, I think after that, we were going to do the familiars episode, right? And and have the bonus. Yeah, I think we'll fucking hit familiars. So Fuck yeah. This Let's is a call it. to everybody. If you do have a familiar that you work with, be it animal, demon, spirit, whatever, mm-hmm. start sending us like stories and insights and things, and we might mention you. Yeah. Because I I want to break it down into like a few parts and talk about a history and kind of the idea where it came from and then do a part where we're talking about like what they are and what types those might be those might fit together in one episode and then we'll do one about like how to actually work with them mm-hmm. and or how to reach out and find one right. <clears throat> reach out and find one work with them yeah. have a good relationship with them and i think mm-hmm. instead of making it a super long one we can make it two parts and we might split it up um because we do want to do mothman coming up and then if you guys have any ideas, so we might kind of stagger those so it's not one month of the same thing. Yeah. But we're hoping to have some good bonuses with some fun people um, about familiars. So that's kind of our summer series. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm really interested because I, I have always, you know, felt the call to have a familiar, but I've never really connected with one. And I've, I've tried to reach out a couple of times and I just haven't. I haven't really gotten a response, so I don't know. There's some, there's some good things in a in a really cool book that I read recently, and there might be some cool stuff in a in a book that I'm about to read. Um, yeah, that's that's something that I've always really kind of been fascinated by and wanted within my practice, but I've never, I've never had the experience. I haven't had the pleasure yet. So yeah, so know. we'll di- we'll dive into resources and ways to do it. Yeah. Um, things like it's, that it's totally it's totally foreign to me i don't really understand and that little labradorite pipe i gave you like maybe we can get you a pipe fox in there maybe that would be fun that'd be cute that. yeah that'd be really fox. cute they're like for it. yeah they're little foxes that live in pipes i love it um <laughs> but you can follow us on instagram you can follow us on you can go to our discord um mm-hmm. our links in our bio for the invite and um you can sign up for our Patreon for all the bonus good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can maybe find us on Twitter, although not often. Not so often. <laughs> if, you do, if you do follow us and you do mention us, I think Ghost and Hose mentioned us in something once. Mm-hmm. Maybe? I don't know. But <laughs> I found it like weeks later and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> Maybe if I altered my notifications to like be very specific, then I wouldn't just blatantly ignore them when it's like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never got into Twitter, but you can. Um, also- I tried there for a while when I was on Twitch and I just, it was, it was okay, but it wasn't like, right. Great, you know, um, you can send us an email at cursedcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. with stories in um, things like that. Live episode. Do we, do we know oh, when? I don't know, but that would be good to come up on. Yeah. So we've got um, special guest. Then we've got familiars. Maybe like after that, we could do a live show. 
We could do that. Maybe. I don't know. You guys can tell us what you think. And then once the quarantine's up, we need to do like a meet and greet. Um, yes, that'd be amazing. Which is kind of what we did the live stream to supplement, but we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Get there. All right. Well, okay. until next time. <laughs> we need a sign off so bad. I know. Help us come up with one. Yeah, help us come up with the sign off. What would you like to hear us end the episode with? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We'll crowdsource our right. branding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Um, Yeah. But until we have a better idea, we'll just say goodbye. Goodbye. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Curse on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursecast. Um, there was still one more thing that I used fire for. Um, or was gonna, what was it? Um, sorry, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> no, um, it's just, it's, I'm having a cricket moment and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> you guys don't know because I edit those out. So I have them, I have them too. Um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, if I think of it, I'll mention it at some point. Um, Okay. But, um, oh, no, that's not it. We talked about that. Okay. It's, it's been confusing. We've talked about three different things. I'm like, did I say it in this one? Or did I I say it in the one that Discord was fucking up? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't recall, but I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about as far as fire. And then I saw Mm -hmm. in your notes. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.